Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from New Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about gold refined by fire. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus tells the church of Laodicea, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire. To buy from him gold refined by fire. This, this passage has always kind of intrigued me. Gold refined by fire. We're going to be taking communion over, to, over this today. Asking God for wisdom and insight. And how we do this? How do we buy from him gold refined by fire? What are the implications for us today? And help us to do this. So let's get started with our filters. If you're new to us, these filters are short phrases and things that I write at the top of my journal every night. As a way to keep things top of mind, as a way to stay in rhythm with God, as a way to filter out my decision making, hopefully keep me on track. And so our program... Our vision, our big picture vision, is to have abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. So our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, it started for me about 10 years ago with Proverbs 13, 22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teachings that I could pass on for every area of life. Areas like purpose and health and family and finances. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God. He began to teach me and began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live. It wasn't always easy all the time. It meant I had to put off my old ways and learn how to walk out a new way of living, making him the source, making him the center of everything. And he began to, I just began to document the things that he was taking me through, the things I was learning. And it turned into a series and books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And the goal is to take these blueprints and to build training centers around these blueprints, to build communities of people who are doing this together. And then this year, specifically in 2022, our focus has been the year of the beautiful land. This rich inheritance that God has for us in Christ. In the Old Testament, it says God searched out the best and the most beautiful land in the whole world for the people. Just symbolic of this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ. And he's been teaching us. How to hold fast to had to hold fast to this inheritance that he's given us. And then this month specifically, we've been focusing on financial stewardship. Financial stewardship, managing and multiplying everything that God's been entrusted to us. So we can enter into the joy of the master God can tell us, well done, good and faithful servant. And then this week specifically, on our yearly cycle. So think of the yearly cycles. We go throughout the cycle or circle of a year. Think of it like a 360-degree view of who God is and all that he's done for us in Christ. Different seasons of the year. Just give us different reminders of who he is and what he's done for us. This time of year right now, we are in a time called the 40 days of Teshuvah. These are the 40 days that lead up to the Day of Atonement. And Teshuvah means to turn or to repent. Well, in Acts chapter 3, verses 19 and 20, it says that if we would turn or to repent... That God would wipe away our sins and times of refreshing would come upon us from his presence. This time of year is a reminder that God often wants to bring some refreshing into our life. If we'll turn, we'll make adjustments. We'll follow those leading and direction that we have on the inside as he's leading us and prompting us. We'll make adjustments. The times of refreshing would come from his presence. And then today we're talking about gold refined by fire. As we talk about financial stewardship. I think it's important we view wealth the right way. You know, in the world, it's all about putting other people down to make ourselves, to exalt ourselves and to make ourselves rich. 
But God's way of doing things, it's inverted. It's flipped. Our goal is to make other people great. And as a byproduct of that, we partner with God. He gives us this gold refined by fire. So we're going to be taking communion over that today. But some of you might be asking, why are we taking communion every day? Communion every day? Well, as I began to develop those blueprints, one of the ideas or concepts that emerged was that daily communion is the most important thing. Daily communion is the most important thing. It's the one most important lesson I would want to pass on. I like to call it the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point in our lives and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. And there's something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting. Especially when we've got busy schedules, we've got stuff, issues and problems and demands coming at us in a day. To take a few moments to remember, wait a minute, I've got God with me. I've got a covenant relationship with God because of what Jesus did. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in the new covenant. It sets in motion everything. But it's also important we take it the right way. How we take communion matters. Every time we take it, to take it with the fear of the Lord. With deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. And all that he went through to connect us back to God. Give us this covenant relationship with him. And so the process we typically use. We start with about a two minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a couple minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick. And they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're usually talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. Thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive all that you've given us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. 
Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's talk about making today a masterpiece. This is our time to examine ourselves because we have to have the big picture in mind. we got to have those layers of this year, this month, this week. But when it all comes down to it, it's always called today. We've got to walk out our relationship with God this day today, making today a masterpiece. And masters of anything are masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing our four fundamentals today and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps and some stages along the way. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine, and then just being willing to move forward with his plan, to put off our old ways and to learn how to walk out this new way of living, resting and trusting in him, walking in faith, walking in love, walking in trust, walking in humility. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. So our first one, we've got to get positioned in the light today. Every day we have a decision to make. Are we going to walk in the light or are we going to walk in the darkness? When issues and problems come at us in the day, we have a decision to make. Are we going to stay positioned in the light or are we going to step into the darkness? When we're walking in the light, we're walking in faith, we're walking in love, we're walking in forgiveness and humility. And the shortcut I've found for all this is to be thankful. To be thankful in all circumstances. So I want you to pay attention today. Is there anything causing you to complain or mumble and grumble? Get out of Thanksgiving. Because we're making a decision to let that pull us out of the light. Stay positioned in the light. And when we step into the light, that's where all the good stuff is. We step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has. And he put it all in him. We stay positioned in the light. It puts us in position to be able to receive all these good things. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, health and energy, purpose and grace. We become part of the family. Time, finances, resources, it's all available in there. And our first step, we've got to make a decision to walk in the light today. And then our second fundamental is to magnify the light. To magnify the light, very simply, what are we focused on? What are we magnifying in our life? And I like to think of the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we've got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God. Praising Him for who He is. Praising Him for all that He's done in our life. Praising Him for all that He's done for us in Christ. Which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, our words, our focus, our attention? And lately I've been thinking about a concept. Where it tells us, I believe it's in Corinthians, to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And when those thoughts come in that bring fear and stress and worry, get us magnifying the wrong things, just taking those thoughts, say, you know, what? I'm going to put you in that other basket. I'm going to leave you over there. I'm going to lock you in that basket. I'm going to put you captive in there. 
And then that's a reminder. When we put something in that basket, it's a reminder. We're going to fill up the other basket full of praise and praise to God. We're going to start to magnify that light. Magnify that light. Make it bigger and brighter. It's going to expand the capacity so that God can flow more of all those good things through us. And then we've got to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because we're, we're out of position or we're magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms. You might find yourself snapping at people or retaliating at people, just acting in an ungraceful, unbeautiful way. Not a lovely way. You might withdraw your presence or avoid people, give them the silent treatment. On the inside, you feel the heaviness and the weight and the pressure and the overwhelm. The fear and stress and worry. Envisioning things in the future, reliving bad things from the past. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow through us. And when he's doing the work, everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. The pressure comes off. That's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms and turn the tables back around quickly if we ever get off track. It's learning to make quick adjustments if we ever get off track. Because the good news is it just takes a moment to get right back in the light again. Just get right back into Thanksgiving again. Put you right back into the light. And so when you recognize it, I think it starts with humility. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to take some steps to reconcile with somebody else, maybe we need to humble ourselves in relationship. We take those steps. Then we move into thanksgiving and praise and just start magnifying him for his grace and his goodness. And what he put within us is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at us today in a beautiful, graceful way. And you go through that simple process, you get right back in the light. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental. We've got to stay tuned in today. You stay positioned in the light. You keep magnifying him. He's going to give you some leading and some direction for your life today. But we've got to stay tuned in to him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the top with those filters. The big picture vision. The word for this year, this month, this week, and then today. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are the wins for today? What are the ways I saw God showing up today? Because the more we magnify them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. That's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with our fourth fundamental. What do you know to do today? You want to stick with what you know. Often we get into the uncertainties and what ifs. What do you know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God. I was toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with what do I know to do today? You write those things out, and that becomes the plan for today. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we get the day started right. We remember this very important principle, that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And I feel like this is something we can imitate God in, by looking at the very first words we see God speak in the Bible. 
let there be a light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him and his word. We start praising and magnifying him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, with all the doubt and unbelief removed, God's grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to bring these good and perfect gifts from above into our life. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our lives. Let's take a look at the scripture today. Gold refined by fire. This is Jesus in the book of Revelation. Chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. He's talk, talking to the church of Laodicea. He tells them, you say, I'm rich. I've grown wealthy and need nothing. But you don't realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich. And this verse has just always intrigued me. Number one, he tells them to buy it from him. He doesn't say, I'm going to give it to you. That's interesting to me. Buy it from me. Buy from me gold refined by fire. And I, I always think of, when I think of this, we're going to be asking for God for insight on this. But when I think of this, I think of buying it with the currency of faith. We buy it by faith, with the currency of faith. And so, Heavenly Father, Jesus, you told the church to do this. To buy from you gold refined by fire. We're asking for your help. How do we do this, number one? And we're asking for your help to do this. To buy from you gold refined by fire. By fire so that you may become rich. Now, notice he didn't have a problem with them becoming rich. We're focused on financial stewardship this month. Part of this financial stewardship, I think, is understanding this verse. I think God's going to give us some insight into this. Buying from him gold refined by fire. So, Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help with that today. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. God sent us Jesus. He didn't have to. He could have left us on our own, doing life without him. No hope in the world. But he sent us his son. We'd all missed it. We'd all gone astray. We'd all turned to our own ways. And he laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. We've been restored. We've been made whole. Been made right with God, holy and perfect in his sight, all through his one sacrifice. He became sin so that we could become righteous. He was destroyed so that God could destroy the works of the devil in our life. Give us this life abundantly. This Zoe life on the inside of us. He was smitten by God so that God could fight for us. Father, I just thank you for this bread and all that it represents. And you raised him up from the dead. And you seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. You raised us up with him, together with him, made us one with him. You made peace with us through the body of your son, reconciled us through the body of your son. Something to think about. Whenever we take communion in faith, 
Whenever we're truly in faith, there's always a sense of peace that comes right along with it. Faith and peace go together. They come as a pair, I've learned. So as we take this body, I remember that his body was broken so we could have peace with God. We could be one with him. It's often when our thoughts are divided that we lack peace. It's stressful when our thoughts are divided. We're going two different ways. He made us one. Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. He's a great king. And in that kingdom, he's got gold refined by fire. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. Gives us his fresh start in life today. Gives us this new covenant with God, this blood sworn oath. That God is with us and he's for us. He's working for our good. Gives us a fresh start today, a life connected to God. And that's something to rejoice about. When we take the body, the bread, I believe we should have this great peace, this awe for the sacrifice of Jesus. When we take the cup, it should be a time of gratitude. It should be a time to just rejoice. We get to live a life connected to God. Doing life together with him. Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right, health and fitness. One of the most important things to remember about health, rhythm. Rhythm is one of the most important aspects of health. You want to be healthy, you got to get your body into a good rhythm. Think about in the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. Things that were supposed to be done every day, every week, every month, and on the yearly cycle of feasts. Well, our body is God's temple now. And implementing his rhythm, staying in the rhythm, there's an unforced rhythm of grace. I believe it says in Matthew 11.30 in the message version. An unforced rhythm of grace. Getting into a rhythm with God in our life. Getting into a rhythm of healthy meals. Getting into a rhythm of exercise in our life. One of the most important keys to health. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.